Happiness is an inside job. At Happy Healthy You, Connie Bowman helps us find our way with inspiring conversations and healthy ideas for living a whole life in mind, body, and spirit. Happy Healthy You, and now here's Connie. <laughs> so here we are. Here we are in my meditation room. I don't let that many people into my meditation room. I'm just Thank telling you. you. No, I don't. It's the vibes are so <laughs> high. It's really. I feel like you have to have. You have to come in with like a certain. You have to like wipe your emotional feet before yes. you come in. You know yes. what I mean? Thank you. You get me. You totally get me. So, hi so, everybody. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to Happy Healthy You, the podcast. I'm Connie Bowman. I'm here with Danny Stoller. She's our guest, and this is our first podcast of 2019. I can't believe it. So exciting. Oh my gosh, Danny. This 2018 went so fast. Yes, it did. And for a lot of people, it was pretty crappy. It was an intense year, yeah, but I yeah. feel like that's just leading up to 2019 being like really full of energy. Let's and go hoping. there. Let's so say let's- that. <laughs> Let's say that. So Danny's with us, and she's kicking off a new series that I'm starting, um, sort of in uh, celebration of my new children's book. There's an elephant in my bathtub available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. It's <laughs> shameless plug. Um, it's called "There's an Elephant in the Room," and we're gonna be just unabashedly discuss all those things that you know, all those elephants in the room. So I'm, you're the perfect person to talk about this. Danny <laughs> is not only a professional actress in the Washington, D.C. area, she's a playwright, she's done so many great creative things, but she's also a nutritionist, and she's so, as you will see, passionate about helping women, especially, mm-hmm. uh, men are not... Um, Unincluded. They're not included. Yeah, I have some, but it's mostly it's mostly women. Yeah, get over our freaking body image our body issues, elephants. right? I'm going <laughs> to hold this elephant as we talk, so we can so I can gesticulate with it and feel comforted, right? Oh, so talk about body image. This poor guy. You know the elephant in in yogic lore, Ganesha is the elephant god, and he's the remover of obstacles. And the elephant, think about it, in the jungle, they're the ones who clear the path. For everyone, and they're seen um, as so peaceful and they're like, so peaceful. They and the the women, the matriarchs, are the leaders. It's See, cool. we should all be elephants. We really. should all be elephants. It's my thought. Yeah. So before, as as the leader, I have to um, just give out a shout out to my sponsor, Blue Planet Eyewear. Talk about leaders in uh, on the global set. They make eyewear. They make glasses and readers and. Um, they give back. So every for every pair of glasses, you'll see in socially conscious stores, they sell blue yeah. planet eyewear. And so I'm really excited that they're part of this podcast. Um, so every time you buy a pair of glasses or readers, you are giving back to people all over the globe who need vision care and couldn't otherwise afford it. So use code Connie20, Connie20, <laughs> and um, yeah, blueplaneteyewear.com. Right. Yes. Cool. That's it. Anyway. Awesome. Yeah. You have to mention your sponsor when you're no, on the podcast. No, I, I right? get it. Yes. So, Danny, I'm so excited you're I here. Oh, this is so, so exciting. I know. My, 
my daughter Caroline and my niece Bridget both said, you have to have Danny on the podcast. And I was like, yeah. So I reached out to you and you were so enthusiastic. So game. I know. I yeah. like looked at your Facebook and I was just like, she and I are cut from the same cloth. <laughs> we have some similar soul qualities. Totally. Think, even though I'm quite a bit older than you, but that's okay. He doesn't remember. We are beyond time and space, right? Heck yeah. <laughs> I love you already. All right. So um, I want to talk about the work that you're doing and um, what you're really passionate about and how, let's talk about you first and how you came to have this, um, just for listeners and watchers watchers. who who, um, might not know you yet. Sure. So I was a personal trainer for a long while and I did it kind of to hide the fact that I had an eating disorder because I thought if my life is fitness, people won't know. They'll just see it as health. But I was exhausted. I was burning the candle at all ends. I was just, and I wasn't happy. I wasn't leaving my home. It was ruining my relationships um, because I would like binge eat on my own and be hysterical about it and then go running for hours to try and work it off. And it just made me mentally exhausted. And when I would be a trainer at the gym, every woman who came in, I was hearing my story reflected back to me. And you always end up, as any coach, coaching on what you need coaching in, I For feel sure. like. We teach what we learn, yeah. what we need to learn, yeah. And so, so many women would be like, well, I hate myself, or I want to look like I did in high school. And these were women who wanted to look like girls. They wanted to, you know, we don't realize that when you are 15 and then you are 30, your body is going to change, and it's nothing that you did wrong. Um, and so I wound up realizing this is not for me. Um, I left, I went through a lot of therapy and then I was like, I want to give back. So I went to the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, studied specifically for body image and eating disorders. And then I created a company called Zen and Sugar so that women could kind of have this peace with their body and mostly with food because there's this idea that food is the enemy or that you are separate from your physical form and I was just like let's find a way to integrate that so that there's a sense of not just tolerating but kind of celebrating who you are um, especially as we age because that seems to be this idea of depreciation and that idea is just getting lower and lower in terms of youth I have clients who are you know 16 and I'm just like how at 16 are you already having these thoughts that you aren't as good as you were at a younger age I mean it's yeah it's wild so we're not enough yeah I know I I don't see that things have changed much from when I was younger um you know I mean we've had these issues for years and years and years and it's time daggone it to bring them out into the light because I think um the more, I can't even think of a woman who hasn't had an issue with body image or food or, I mean, we're just bombarded with these images on, in the media and totally. now there's social media. And, Which can be even worse yeah. because, you know, you have all of that is so curated. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, even my feed, you know, what I promote is kind of messy and funny and weird, but that's not 
all me. It's like the idea of what I want to promote. So we have this sort of present us and other us. And there's just this idea of kind of like perfection through Mm. that and comparisonitis. And it just gets... We all need to strive to be our truest truest selves. Yeah. As Thomas Merton says. I've read a lot of Thomas Merton. He's a mystic from uh, the... He was a monk. All the good, all, all the, the good, good guys are mugs. <laughs> Although I think he did have a child, he kind of he, he shied away. He yeah, he dabbled. Yeah, <laughs> he dabbled. But he, well, Pima Chodron was married. So, yes, you know. right. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's perfect. I nobody's love this perfect. idea. Yeah, my dad used to say that everybody's different and nobody's perfect. It's true. Everybody's different. Nobody's perfect. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I think it actually came from his dad. Okay, so let's talk right. about. So we've got Zen and sugar. Yeah. So we're allowed to eat sugar. Yes, yeah. I I Good. truly you. believe in that. I you know because life is sweet. Yeah, and like when I first went back to school, the first thing I learned, which was wild, was like, and it kind of threw me for a loop. Was nutrition is like a really flawed science, mm-hmm. and it's true. It is a supremely flawed science. <laughs> hey, oh. visitor. <gasps> hi, we have an entrance. We have a little uh, hi. Hi, we're recording a podcast. Hi, Sophie. Hi. Sophie. Sophie, you know my best friend's name is Sophie. <laughs> okay. Oh, sorry. Well, man. Oh, great. No, I love it. Well, this is what happens. When this you, is real life. You have, yeah. This is this is actually this is exciting. Perfect. Okay, Sophie, go go get some lunch. Go get a treat. Go get an elephant. Go, go get an elephant. <laughs> You're the elephant in the room. She's the elephant in the room. Okay. So um, let's get back. to Oh our, yeah. yeah. So, so. Um, when I I got to school, the first thing they were saying was like, nutrition's a really flawed science. And besides being a flawed science, it's completely based on bio-individuality. So Mm. what's going to work for one person is not going to work for another person. And so there becomes this success-failure piece that's added to healing. So it's like people think, I'm going to do paleo, okay? And then it's like, if I've eaten a certain way, then I'm virtuous. And they mm. attach this moral idea to their food, mm. which is there. like, <laughs> yeah, it's like if you eat a, it like, mm. and I ask all my clients, and so I'll ask you guys to do this, write out like your five best qualities and then your five worst. And if you eat chocolate cake, do those five qualities change? No. And if you eat kale, do the five bad qualities change? No. So like you don't become more virtuous, but it's this idea of we intrinsically change as people if we eat this certain way. And then it just becomes really difficult because you don't end up listening to your body or listening to a book that worked for one person, but might not work for you. And that's kind of what the diet and fitness industry are banking on, that you're hoping you fail at this so that the next thing becomes the thing that will work. Mm. It's annoying, isn't it? Yeah. We spend so much money to not listen to our bodies, which know how to heal on their own. They just do. We, we are blessed with that. That Um, is really true. Yeah. All the healing takes place in these, in these instruments that we are born into. Right. So, you know, there's no way that this book that, and maybe that did work for one person, but that's because they were internally told to do X, Y, Z. It's not because they listened to a book. So yeah. 
<laughs> Let's talk about master your mirror. Yeah. I set us up right in front I know, of the I mirror. I love it. Cool? Yeah, kind of. I'm just at, like, I love being in front of mirrors now at this Do you? Did yeah. you was there a time when you did not enjoy mirrors? Yes, because I was just like poking at myself. And then I was reading a lot of Marianne Williamson and mm. reading all the ideas of mirror affirmations and things mm. like that. Kind of a fake it till you make it. Um, it's Which, also an acting. Totally. It's totally an acting thing yeah. of like, well, it's going to, you know, I'll just really focus on my hands so you don't look at my feet. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I started this program that is a four-week course that is self-study and it comes with video lectures, etc. And um, it's really about learning how to accept your body as it is. And what's interesting about that is as soon as women start doing that, the food issues and the body issues really start to subside because you kind of stop the war that's going on between you and your body. It's an integration of the two. And um, we actually don't even get into trigger foods or emotional eating or binge eating until almost the end of the course because... I want to take away that morality of, I don't want to add that idea of success failure that mm. I talked about before to the healing process. We have to start with where we are and being like, yeah, I, I binged on so-and-so and that's okay. Once we kind of give ourselves that permission that it doesn't change who we are as people or change that we're a wonderful, you know, beautifully made human, yeah. then that's when you start to be like, I don't need to lean on these vices when it comes to food or over-exercising, etc. So. I noticed you had some really inspiring testimonials. I actually oh, printed really? one out. See if I can read them without my Blue Planet eyewear glasses. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can, actually. I think I can see it. Can I read it? Oh, yeah. This okay. is um, of one of uh, my beautiful clients wrote this poem. Her name's Monica, and she uh, wrote a poem when she was done, and... I was just like, I have to share this. This is so pretty. Okay. You are beautifully and wonderfully made. You were designed. You were created. You were wanted, desired, and sought after. Nothing is perfect. Perfect isn't a thing. And when we are all naked standing near the spring pools of Spa Castle, and you see all the free breasts, misshapen tummies, varying sizes of asses, you smile. Because your naked body is yours. You know it. You love it. You are proud of your skin. Its shade is divine. It really cannot be captured. The magical lightning and darkening as it dances with the sun. The occasional mole and freckle will pop in to say hi, and it will be like sprinkles on the most delicious scoop of ice cream. Your dark brown eyes may go unnoticed by most people, but that's what you connect with first when you look in the mirror. Big brown eyes that light up and shine when a smile comes across your face. And that smile, that half dimple, those full soft lips, those baby girl cheeks, they all do their best work together when you are laughing or telling stories or whatever. They fit together and they are mine. The stretch marks, fine line, the side of your body. Telling the story of where you have been like a roadmap to the dopest adventure ever. Ah, oh, your butt, your <laughs> companion, your home. So much strength, so much muscle. You have an ass. <laughs> you are beautifully and wonderfully made. 
Isn't that that's that's I was really when she beautiful. said it to me, I was just like <laughs> like oh just goodness. weeping. Um because I thought it was so cool that in four weeks, you know, and everyone has different reactions to it. You know, a woman who went through it said that she was the happiest that she actually didn't lose weight. She stayed at the same weight, which was great because she generally fluctuated a lot. Um, But she realized that she had been searching her whole life for a revenge body. And her new view of revenge body was to love her body now. And it kind of reminded me of a a saying of like, you know, the best revenge is living well. Mm. And just the idea that, you know, and then when you have that, we talked about the idea of after feeling that idea, I hate the term revenge body for multitude of reasons, Mm -hmm. but the idea of then having to give out this kind of forgiveness and this letting go. So it's just a body. It's not made in anger towards anyone else or this idea of, you know, getting revenge on whatever because nobody else is going to love you the way you can love you. And that's a way to just be like, I accept it, I let it go, I forgive, and I can stay just as I am, which is yeah. really cool, I uh, think. That's just, it's that's amazing that so, she yeah. came to that in such a short period of time. Really. It was really awesome. You think about everything we go through as women. I mean, when we grow and we... Um, you know, the body changes really quickly. Think mm-hmm. about a baby, gosh, from year, yeah. from zero to one, how, it's like... Yeah, it goes from literally like a potato to a person. <laughs> Crazy how yeah. fast, how fast. And it, and it kind of slows down, but I, I can remember being like 11, 12, and I started getting taller. And before you have that growth spurt, sometimes you, you spread out a little bit. Yeah. And I remember people making little comments about, you know getting a little chunky there or whatever, you know, and, and that stuff does not, it takes a long time to totally to rid yourself of that. And then when you get your period, think about that. I mean, I've had Ugh. so many friends and I'm close to 60 now and uh, I still, I can still remember just the trauma of yeah. getting your period and having to deal with that. And back in my day, yes. <laughs> it was not um, something that, women talked about. I mean, a lot of mothers just expected you to kind of find out on your own or deal with it or, and, and, you know, there was so much privacy and secrecy and, um, just shame around, around that. Mm -hmm. And then boobs. And then boobs. Well, you know, I went from like zero to 60, like, so I'm sorry, like snapped on that. Me too. That's okay. Uh, 10th grade, 10th grade for me. It was like, it was like the end of, I think I had just turned like 15, I Mm. think. And I was just like, whoa. And it got, I actually, uh, full disclosure, got a breast reduction when I was 18 because my back was just like, Mm. uh. But besides that, if I'm going to be a thousand percent honest, it was also the fact that like I was really hypersexualized and I grew up in Brooklyn, New York and, you know, people would catcall and talk and I had teachers who told my parents like, you should have Danny wear baggier clothes and things like that, which was... It's so all about the body and not about your soul. Oh my God. And And it's also this idea of like, why are women, you know, why is it our fault that we're distracting somehow by just like existing? I'm like, well, maybe we could teach people not to just focus. But yeah, that was a total shift for me. And then I was like, 
And in terms of the world of theater, you know, you can kind of be defined by how your body is shaped. And so it was sort of like, this doesn't just affect my personal life, but it affects my professional life. And there's, and I feel like it's the same way for anybody who has a body that doesn't fit into just the societal traditional. Yeah. This is how it works. I'll tell you when I really started to love my breasts is when I had my first child and I found out what they could do. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. So, so you have this baby and within a day you produce this colostrum that is like this amazing superfood. Yeah. Like if you could sell that stuff for lots of money, I mean, they use it I guess they're using it for stuff now. And then within a couple more days, you're producing this milk that can nourish a child for a year, nothing else. I mean, maybe not a year, but for a good long time before they start eating solid food. I'm sure in some countries they nurse um, for a a really long time. I mean, how miraculous is that? The fact that women can grow, I always think about this, I'm like, women can grow an extra heart and fingernails mm. and like kidneys. And that mm. is to me like the wildest thing. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. I'm sort of just, yeah. The fact that we can yeah, create life and I mean, we are pretty spectacular beings. Yes. And, um, I don't know. I wouldn't want to be a man, but I'm. You know, I love men and everything, but I would, we can I'm, do a lot I'm, of. I'm pretty happy that I this life is is a female life. Amen. Um, but yeah, so good work, good work with that mastering Thanks. the mirror. I I think that's something everybody should check out on your website. We'll give all that information toward the end. Yeah. But I really want to get to the meat of our discussion, which is since it's a new year the new and we're year. you know getting just just getting the elephant out of that freaking room. Um, let's talk about the resolution revolution. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. So I've been talking with a lot of the women I work with and subscribers and stuff as the reason that I think Master Your Mirror is special is the fact that for years, my only resolution was to lose weight. Mm -hmm. And as a trainer, you have that thing where people will come in and they will buy like the 10 pack session and they will be like, this is the year that da 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 da. And then, you know, they come the first week and they come the second. And then by like mid January, they've got, and I get it because I have a lot of clients who are originally like when we start talking are just like, well, I want to go on this diet and I want to work out this way. And it's so many huge changes at once that there's kind of no way for success unless you stop your entire life and you're just like, no, I'm not talking to my kids anymore. I'm not going to work. I'm just focusing on this. And so for me, I was like, I want to change the way people see resolutions. I want them to stop putting their life on hold until they are a certain weight. That drove me crazy when I realized that I wasn't going after projects I wanted or starting things or wearing things I wanted to wear. I bet you that resonates with a lot of people. I hope so. Like, I really hope so because yeah. I'm just like. That's I know my exhausting. daughter Caroline, your friend. You, yeah. you guys know each other. Um, she got married last year, and I was putting off buying my mother the bride dress for so long, and then finally I'm like, I just gotta pick it out because I had a few pounds I wanted to get rid of, and on the day of the wedding, I was not where I wanted to be, but whatever. It was a beautiful day, and oh I God. was not gonna let that that. But 
what you're saying, I know, resonates with a lot of people. Totally. And, and uh, women and men. Probably men. Sometimes, yeah. We love you. We love you too. <laughs> no, I mean, like, yeah. there's this idea, especially for things like weddings or any sort of big event that, you know, you have to be a certain weight or that somehow the year... A lot of people equate your life somehow becoming perfect when your body is, and this is in quotes, perfect. Um which is not, I can tell you from personal experience and from working with people, when I was really, really tiny, life was not far from perfect. First of all, I still had the same issues, and I had the added bonus of feeling like if I ate anything that was kind of off the list, I was somehow going to deteriorate. My life was going to just end. Um, and I just want to ask women... Um, like, what are you craving? What do you want to do for 2019? What would you do if you were already the perfect size or perfect shape? And why aren't we doing it right now? Because generally when we put the focus to that, that's honestly when your body starts to settle and when you start to kind of make friends with food and fitness because you're giving your life to a passion rather than you know, punishment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So can you give us an example of how that has worked for you in the past? Because I know you've learned all these yeah. lessons already. And, and that's the beautiful thing about the wounded healer. You've heard that, yeah. term, right? We come to the table with gifts because we've been there and we just want to share and it's healing for us. And it's also helpful. So that's the way we're supposed to live. Totally. That's where we're supposed to go. So anyway, <laughs> example of how that has worked yeah. for you. I... um had this, well, actually, quite recently, I um, was doing, I wanted to do a solo show of, you know, music, etc. And, um, which is a huge deal, by the way. Yeah, it's a lot like, of work. And yeah. I had done them before, but been wearing like a crop top and a tiny skirt. And, you know, it was very much like a body showcase. And since the last time I'd done it, I gained weight because I wasn't on the treadmill for hours a day. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was like, well, I, I somehow I didn't have a right to tell my story in my mind. But then as I was working through it, I realized like, I absolutely have a right to tell my story. And not even that, it makes the story more important um, because now I had this added element. And so the show I ended up doing was called I Was Told There Would Be Cake. And it was about the idea of like being that person who just, you know, wants to live their life without all of these restrictions and I loved how I looked and I loved what I wore and I was able to speak to the people who were in the audience about wanting to be seen and about the idea of agency and taking up space and I realized that that was way more important than many of the works that I've done because suddenly it was something that was very relatable and also taking away the stigma of like, you know, you have to be a certain size to right. do this, which I thought was pretty cool. That is cool and um, very courageous. courageous. Thank you. Yeah. I thought so too. So all the good stuff happens right here in this body. Oh my God, yeah. All the good stuff. I mean, being in the present moment, we can't be in the present moment when our thoughts are like, what am I going to eat? What did I eat? I feel so bad because I ate that chocolate cake or the second piece. Or Totally. Yeah, so being in the body is where all the good shit happens. Yeah, I want you to bring your <laughs> power back. You know, yeah. I never want to be 
that, you know, when, even when people coach one-on-one with me, I'm like, we're stopping after this amount of time. Mm -hmm. Like you can practice and we can come back for like brush ups, but Mm -hmm. I'm just like, after this amount of time, I don't want it to be the kind of like therapy where, you know, it's like a soap opera and 20 years later we come back to us and we're still talking about the same thing. I want it to be where like you gain your power back, you know, we find the door together, you open it, you go through because the kind of the fitness and diet industry in, in my mind is a lot about taking away your power and then working under the guise of giving it back to you mm. <laughs> through their technique. But it's like, you have the techniques, yeah. you have your techniques, yeah. which will work better than yeah. any of the others. You got to just mine, so, yeah. mine your soul. So and... we're just finding, uh, all of my clients have to write their own manifesto. That's how we work is they write what Love works it. for them. And that's, what they're going to follow and they're all going to be different and none of them are like some of them overlap but Mm -hmm. generally they're not at all the same and yet after it's over they kind of have a list of rules that they've created for themselves their own way of being sort of like an intention yeah yeah like we i want you to live an intentional life that is set up by you rather Mm -hmm. than very cool yeah very cool and here's the thing i mean they might come to you for four weeks and then go off and practice. I like to call it practice because just like on the yeah. yoga mat, I teach yoga. We practice and we come back, we come back and we come back. And eventually we master certain things and then we can go move forward. And then we might need to come back again because we're in a different phase of life. Totally. or And we need to rethink our our intention for this next phase. Yes. Know? I mean, I work with women one-on-one. I've worked with women in like the summer and we've done whatever. And then around actually around this time, they'll be like, I need some guidance for this particular time of year where food is like, you are inundated with food and also inundated with like the idea of how to keep healthy during this time. There's no way to enjoy it. So it's kind of finding new ways to apply this when you're surrounded by a lot of stimuli from all sides. Mm. That's fine. And it makes total sense. But also they are so capable Everyone is capable once they turn up the volume of their own voice to follow that soundtrack. And let all the other sounds. Yeah, all the other craziness. Just like, thanks so much. You've been helpful, but I'm good. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to have a resolution revolution. Are you taking clients now for that? I am. So I am taking, uh, I'm taking on five new one-on-one clients right now because that's where my roster is but the cool thing about master your mirror is that that is self-study and it is a program that people can purchase at any time and it allows you to also have a couple of sessions with me one-on-one very cool and then self-study through and you know the program is slated as four weeks but people have taken it and done it for you know two to three months and gone slowly it's your own pace. Very so, cool. uh, yeah. And so anytime people can sign Perfect up Perfect time that. of year for that. Yeah. Okay. So here's one thing that I would like to um, glean from your vast amount of wisdom sure, as yeah. we begin this Thank new you. year. <laughs> I am really, I love the idea of being organized. I so love that idea. Yeah. I so suck at it. And I, um, I have, I bought... I literally bought, let me see if I can get this, I bought like 20 of these. I'm going to give them 
sorry, I'm banging my microphone. I'm going to give them to a lot of people, but I like this one. It says live with intention. Oh, it's I just a that. small one that I can put in my purse, but I also have bigger ones. <laughs> yeah, oh, like I have them four different on ones. my desk, on the wall, yeah. everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So maybe you can share some ideas for in this new fresh start that yeah. we're having 2019, getting rid of the old, coming in with no elephants in the room, just little cute adorable one. clear path Ganesha's that clear the path remover of obstacles yes. um how can we use our organizational tools like planners to enhance our um you know happy healthy lives and, yeah you know, working I, with some of the ideas that you're so I'm super type a um because I find that it you know I I find that we have this idea of like wanting to do a ton of stuff at once mm. And that's something that I would caution you against. Um, I like small steps, but giving yourself a timeline. So like, let's just say that you want to make a really big overhaul for your health. Awesome. So rather than saying, okay, I'm going to go to the gym seven times a week and this and this and this, your life doesn't change once January 1st comes. You still have your job and the right. thing, the responsibilities. So what are the tiny things you can do? So let's just say, you know, you want to give yourself 90 days till March. Giving yourself like, okay, these first two weeks, I'm going to focus on just working out three times a week. Then I'm going to add in making my own meals for these couple of days a week. Then I'm going to add in, you know, spiritually adding in meditation these Mm. days a week. So it becomes small because that way we have these little increments, these little creations of habit so that by the time you get to, you know, adding meditation in at week five, working out and taking time to cook these two meals per week is already part of your schedule. So it's not trying to cram everything in Mm. around what's already there. It's trying to just equally add in things with ease. Um, I'm also really about making yourself a priority. I think women tend to say yes to a lot of things because we have this idea that we need to be super women. Um, so I do this thing called dot journaling, um, which there's really no wrong way to do it. You get kind of a, a graph, like these kind of dot graph things these dot graph books Mm -hmm. and you can actually add whatever you want. So for me, I, the things I like to focus on the most are my to-do list and also my time of day. And then just putting in like little happy quotes at the bottom. And then for some people, they like to put in what exercise they're doing, et cetera, et cetera. But I go through it and just make sure that when my day is filled, I know the pockets of time so that it's not like, leaving things to chance. If I need to work out in the morning or if I need to see a friend or if I need to put in a doctor's appointment, Mm -hmm. that's just what I do. Um, And I think the most important thing also in that priority scheduling is scheduling the things you want to do for yourself. Mm -hmm. I will tell friends and clients and family, like, I don't have time to do that today. I have a client at this time and the client is me. So that way I have a couple of hours every day to do the things that I want to make the changes of and, um, ask for that time. That's the coolest thing I think with the, cause mothers to me are superheroes, especially oh if they have younger kids. I'm like, how do you do this? Like I can barely keep my cats alive. Um, <laughs> but you know, when they're able to do things like 
balance work life and home life, et cetera, et cetera. Um, one of the coolest things I found from working with mothers is giving themselves permission to say, I need time for myself. I need this time. Even if it's just 20 minutes, I need this time. Yeah. yeah. And asking for it and finding the way to balance it and leaning on the support system and taking up the space. And that, I think, comes first with having a really tight schedule where nothing is really left to chance when it comes to putting yourself first. Mm-hmm. That Those 20 minutes should never be left to chance. Let's see if I can fit it in. Yeah. Those should be like... This is where that that goes. I wish someone had told me that when I was a young mother. (laughs) You know, live and learn. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Danny, thank you so much for all these great ideas, for your good work and shining the light and kicking the elephants out. Yeah, seriously. And everyone who hasn't watched the video of that needs to watch Ah. it because it is the cutest thing. so cute, isn't it? Oh my God, I love it. It's called uh, There's an Elephant in the Room and it's on YouTube and your kids will want to play it over and over and over and over. Yes, it is kind of like that Baby Shark song. (laughs) I was like, I can listen to this forever. That's what we wanted. We were were going for that. And so far from what I've heard in the first few days that it's been out, it's it's been annoying enough so that we're satisfied. <laughs> so I love cool. that. It's cool. Um, so let's give all your information yeah. and tell everybody where they can find more about you and working with you and sure. Um, um, get so started. the best place to go is the website. So that's www.zenandsugar.com. And um, on there, you can find ways to start your journey. You can find ways to speak with me. You can watch videos about what the programs entail. And so it just gives you all of that information and a bunch of little freebies that allow you to kind of see what our work is about before you take the deep dive. Yeah. 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 It's really well done. I was looking at it today. Thanks, dude. It looks great. I know. I'm thinking about doing it myself. Oh my God, totally. Resolution revolution. Yeah. Let's change the way we start this the year. New year. Empower. Yeah, man. I like it. I feel Thanks. good. <laughs> I feel good about everything. My boobs, too. my... Yeah, everything. Calendar. I feel good about my... Like, I want women to feel good about, like, everything and be yeah. like, yes to stretch marks. Yes to all of it. Why not? Right? Why not? If we start accepting it, then other people will yeah. accept it. And I that's think. really a fact. And that's yes. why I love what you're doing because... I think that's why you resonate with so many young and older, more mature crone. I'm a crone, by the way. <laughs> just, just splitting it out there. I'm in my wisdom years. So um, that's why you resonate with so many women because we see that you live this. Yeah. You've been through it, you're living it. And so that gives us the possibility. Yeah, there's room to... for everyone. You know, like there was a time where it was just the Marilyn Monroe's and it was just the Kate Mosses. Now it's like there's room for all of that. Right. We can just. Right. Toss out that label. That's the world I want to live in. Amen, sister. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Danny, we'll go out there and spread your light, shine Thanks, your Danny, light. You too. Eradicate the... Uh, elephants. Elephants. Except for the Ganesh, for the, like, yeah. cute ones. Right, right. We love, we love the cute ones. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, I really man. appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Namaste. Namaste. <laughs>